0: hello loyal subjects welcome back to another episode of the funny mad masters podcast you know it almost kind of rhymes in a sense
1: it definitely (laughs) does it definitely does
0: (laughs) all right welcome back again with queen jenny here
1: Um, the the special brown guy adarsh the one and only i don't think there's any other brown guys in the world it's only me a brown guy with an (laughs) english accent
0: the only one
1: the only one
0: (laughs) that's what makes you unique though
1: yeah we try that right we try that with icebreakers we try that with everything else
0: exactly well see and that's what makes our friendship unique (laughs) and that leads into this week's podcast subject or should i say the theme of our podcast do you want to share it with our listeners
1: yeah the people you surround yourself with those are your friends your family the people you consider close to yourself we are going to get into all of that. There are questions that we'll answer. We will do what we can. But at the end, there's a the usual surprise. Jenny will give you a few places that she saw in the last few weeks in Nashville that she wants to share with all of you. Because if you get an opportunity to go down there, then you'll have an entire bucket list of things to do.
0: Yes, 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 you know it. Because my opinion means everything. <laughs> it no, definitely honestly, well, yeah. No, it really does. That's probably why I'm still single.
1: <laughs> I think we both are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. We're just two outspoken people. But I, you know why we're such good friends? Because we surround ourselves with the right people. Yeah. And that's key in any type of friendship that you have.
1: Yeah, I would say your circle's the most important thing, I think, especially the last four years, especially in college you want your circle like even out of college like nowadays like i i'm seeing that my circle is small but like it's small but mighty it's people you can always count on like it's like jenny big booty judy he always listens i know he does uh there's a few others but there's always people you can always you know you can rely on and that's how you build your circle and we'll get into that like building your circle exactly how do you decide that like who should be in your circle there's there's a lot of things, personality-wise, that everyone differs in what they look for in your circle. I think that depends on your personality.
0: Yeah, definitely. And to start off, we're going to begin with like the college friendships that you form. You know, we did get a lot of questions in regards to that, so we're going to start off with surrounding yourself with your friends in college, moving through adjusting your circle size, changing your friendships as the years go, because. If you're one of those lucky people that finds your best friends the first year, you know, you have a gift because (laughs) I think it took me, let's see, Adarsh and I met sophomore year, hung out, watched Friends nonstop for like a month. And then, I don't know, drama with a a frat, of course, that would happen. Yeah, the
1: the fraternity I ran at some point, unfortunately, it creates drama. I love um, my guys. Love my guys, though.
0: Yeah. 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 And then reconnected junior and senior year because of our internship that we mentioned last week with Harley.
1: Yeah, no, mm. it, it was a cycle. I will say, like, it took a while to identify even for me. Like, I felt freshman year, I would say I had, like, a big circle of friends. but Like, I wouldn't consider a lot of them close friends. Like, there was maybe a few of them that I would always, like, go to like you didn't I didn't find anyone till like I think sophomore year when I started to realize like you got to have your circle like you can do all the stupid things you do in college (laughs) but always having a circle to rely on and like identifying that takes a while because it's not easy to just do it year one like Jenny said it's a dream if that dream happens you're lucky. You're one of like a billion that can have a friendship circle like that. It's very rare that I see it happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think it's important, especially as you begin, is clarifying what is your true friendships and what is your class friendships. Because I'm sure we've all been there where, like, oh, you have this class, these classes with a couple people. And they're like, oh, we're going to be friends. We're going to be friends. You're friends maybe for that semester. And then it's like, oh, you're in different classes now, so you don't talk. And you may invest more into that friendship during the time that you have classes together, but they don't really care. And I think it's... I don't really... <laughs> I, I struggle with that a lot because I had people who would use me for homework or use me for studying. And it was like, all right, well, I don't know what the difference is. So I think it's... There's definitely... Things you have to look for, and I don't know, Darsh, if you've had any experience in that, and what you've kind of noticed in terms of that.
1: Yeah, I would say definitely the part where you get used for your academic sense, hundred percent that does happen, and realize those friendships. That's tough. Like being in that sphere where you think your friends that you do things academically with, like, are your close friends. Sometimes that doesn't happen, and things change. Like, I think I got out of a friendship, and that's when I started. Talking to Jenny Moore, our junior year. Like it was tough for me. I was going through it a lot. I couldn't figure it out personally. It was I was didn't know what the boundaries were. Like what was what was a friendship? Like what was a close friendship? I was I think it took me almost two and a half years to identify the difference. Like it it takes time because everyone thinks differently of what they expect in their friendships. Not every friendship is the same. Like, for example, one of my friends I could be super close with, I'll talk to every day. And then there's friendships, I'll talk weekly, monthly. And we'll still be, like, on par. Like, I can give a good example. This past week, I ta- I met with someone that I haven't seen in four years. In literally four years, the last time I talked to them was my senior year in high school. But when we hung out, it felt like we just picked up where our friendship left off. Like, that can happen. You have those kind of friendships, too. So I think finding that balance, like, it's possible. And people change. Like, friends are sometimes going to drift apart. You can't just expect them to always stay. But – the people you keep in your circle are usually the ones that will fight for you will fight for your friendship. And they'll be honest with you. I think we've, we've had a lot of honesty these past weeks, me and Jenny about just trying to figure out, I think one of the questions was talking about long distance friendships. And we were trying to figure out our long distance friendship. It's hard. Like, it's not easy. I'll be honest, we're both busy people. But having like an honest conversation about how you're feeling and just talking it out is better than just kind of sitting there and just letting the feelings kind of just keep growing and not knowing what the other person's thinking. And now I'm rambling too much because I let Janie off the hook for a little bit.
0: No, 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 no. It's all good things that you're saying though. And I think that people really need to listen, especially with the long distance thing. Adarsh and I really had kind of like a heart to heart this past week in terms of setting boundaries for our friendship. and I think that's healthy because when we're in college, you're together like constantly. <laughs> you're hanging out in each other's apartments, you're going to parties together. And so you become dependent on those friendships to keep you company, to be your social life, etc. And I think that that transition out of college to now you're all going back to your individual homes or maybe a different city like I was, Um, and you know, yeah, you experience a little bit, a little bit of that in college over the summer, but it's what, three months max. And sometimes you were lucky enough to stay close to college, like with a job or something. So I think being able to set those boundaries post-college and understand where you're both at is key to maintaining that, that long distance friendship. And, and like Adarsh, I have had, this one best friend who's probably been by my side since as long as I can remember, honestly, I don't know. Her (laughs) and I played basketball together all the time. And, um, she decided to go to a school in Maryland. She's at the Naval Academy. Super proud of my girl. Yes. She's a queen. Thank you so much for your service, hon. I miss you so much. miss you so much, but she's now off doing her own thing and we don't talk a lot anymore and I think what keeps our friendship alive or you know where when we get together we can pick up right where we left off is that we understand that one is making a move to better themselves and it's not like it's not like I'm instinctively choosing not to talk to you it's that hey You know, right now our schedules just don't line up to the point where we're talking constantly again, like we did in college. We're not in that college mentality anymore. We're not in that high school mentality anymore. It's something completely different. And I think that one shows your maturity and two shows off what a real strong friendship looks like. And now I'm rambling. So, (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: I think it's good points. We're both saying we're saying, I think, to summarize, set some good boundaries, understand where both you are. What are you both doing? Like, what are you trying to do? What are your ambitions? What are you trying to figure out? What are the priorities? I think that was a good word. Jenny texted me. It was a word that she said, these are my priorities right now. And honestly, that was the biggest honesty I felt between us. We were telling what we wanted to focus on. The other thing is, what motivates you and what keeps your friendship alive? What are the important things? Like for us, it's a lot of spontaneous things. We'll call each other. We'll text each other in the most random times. It won't just be like a consistent schedule like it's just not going to work that way because we're both busy people like you have to find that balance like i think it takes those conversations like the three the third big point just overlapping all this is have those conversations especially before like things get out of hand and you just don't know where your friendship's at have those conversations and initiate it sometimes you sometimes you have to be the bearer of pushing things like I'm very open to start something just because I know it needs to have the, to have that conversation. Like I, I'd rather start it than not have that conversation in the long run. Cause then, you know, at least you said your peace of mind, you're not just sitting there with thoughts that are sitting in your head that you haven't said. So that's like, I think ties in honesty too, because that's, yeah. I feel like most friendships, the key part is honesty with each other.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And those are your two friends that you'll, you'll start to notice where your true friends are and these characteristics that we're mentioning or you know that like we've experienced or that we try to be for our friends means to us is what a true friend is and if they're not going to give you that then they're just the class friend that's using you to get by and get rid of them because you become who you surround yourself with and my gosh I know you've probably heard that constantly on end on end on end on end and it's like but it's true you know and I've noticed myself when I moved to Nashville, I started to surround myself with certain people, Um, even in other cases too. I just wanted to fit in somewhere. So I would surround myself with people that were negative and, and kind of just didn't, didn't lift me up. So then I felt myself dragging down. And so again, be honest, communicate, surround yourself with the right people who lift you up, who want you to be better. And This will tie into another topic that we'll discuss next. And it's that, um, what is it? How do you deal with your friends who become jealous of your success? Um, I'm going to flat out say it. They're not your friends. They are not your friends, hon. Get over it. Let the friendship die. (laughs) They are not your friends.
1: That is 100% true. And I've had friends like this. I'll be honest. Like, I think during college, like, Anyone can say there's privileges that like, people have. Like, I was privileged. I had five internships. I got to be a fraternity president. I had a big circle of people I knew on campus. People will want to be me. And, like, people got jealous. And those were some of my friends. And I cut them out because they weren't healthy to have around you. Because I can feel the energy, what they pull me down. Like, I don't want to be around that. Like Jenny was talking about negative energy. It wasn't even negative energy. It was toxic energy. They purposely pinned me against other people. They say like this person not good for you in your life because they want you them to be in your circle more than the other person. And it doesn't help. And you have to realize who's important and who's not. And you should know that you should know the people around you well enough to know who you should be keeping in your circle and like people that are jealous of what you're doing, because you want people that support you and uplift you, not people that kind of just bring you down and keep bringing you down further.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I know sometimes it can be hard to admit that. And because you're like, Oh, this person's so great. We've been friends, you know, they've helped me so much, but have they really, you know, even, even the closest of friends that you could have, if they become jealous of how well you're doing for yourself, is that really worth someone keeping around? Because I know for me in a darsh, he, is off doing his own thing, getting his master's, working a great job, and I'm so happy for him, you know? Like, am I a little jealous because, like, I want to be able to be getting my master's right now? Yes, but it's not in the cards for me. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here and be like, what the fuck, I'm so mad that he's getting his. Like, I, I look up to that, and I see that as motivation to get better myself And I think true friends push each other to be better and they won't necessarily get jealous of your success or try to tear you down. It's like, it's a motivation and your true friends will take it the right way. And the other ones, well, they need to be shown the door and just let them go because that is just BS.
1: 100%. I think you tied the point of like jealous motivation. I don't, I think that's what we can call it. Like it is jealous motivation, but like it's healthy because it drives your friends to do better in themselves. They see you being successful and they want to be successful too. So they see you doing it, undermining all the struggles and doing it. So it drives you to know that if they, if your, if your close friends can do it, then I can do it too. It's that kind of like pure motivation. It's a, it's a different kind of motivation because it's not one-on-one it's more observant and seeing like, Hey, they're doing this, this, and this, and they're still able to accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish. I should be able to do that. Like that's, that's not jealous. Those people are the people you want to keep around because you're an example for them. And like, you set the tone. Cause like, if you don't do it, and someone sees you slacking like if Jenny saw me like I would not be turning my assignments in she she's like you're not been working on homework all week and she's she asked me that it's honest check-in because she knows like she knows that that's not me that's a it might be focused on other things but she realized that that's what good friends they know when you're going through something they can ask those questions so I don't know the amount of countless times that I feel like she'd message me and be like hey Like, you just seem off. I think that's our great line that we send each other. You just seem off. And it'll spark a conversation because it's like, you know, like you can tell, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't even know how many times I texted you and I'd be like, what's wrong? You seem off. (laughs) Or because, you know, it's like (laughs) you're not going to be the happy-go-lucky friend that you always are every day. Like, I know I've struggled since I moved. I I struggled with like talking to people back home. I'm not gonna be afraid to admit it. You know, I I was trying to adapt and everything, and my dark fucking called me out on it. And I was like, well, and then that's where I listed. These are my priorities. It's not just you. It's this is where I'm at, and this is what I'm struggling with, and all that. And and it kind of set me back on a right track to being like, hey, just because you're here, you can't negate or ignore this you know, and it's that friendship. It's like checks and balances, that friendship that you have. And, and I think that's a really, really strong point that Adarsh and I built up where, you know, I'll check in on him and be like, did you do your homework? (laughs) (laughs) And even in college, I was doing that, (laughs) you know, and it'd be like, so how's school going? How's this? And he was telling me like all the papers he's got to write. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not doing that right now. I mean, I'm in, I'm in training. That's, Eight hours a day, plus some of my weekends I'm training too. It's, you know, it's, (laughs) that's what I'm doing, but I'm happy I'm not writing papers, even though, (laughs) even though I'm like, jealously motivated by him. Also good terminology, jealous motivation.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's like, I know one day that I can get there and him being able to overcome these struggles forces me to be like, I can do that too. Just maybe not right now because the timing isn't right, but Mm -hmm. I'll get there. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I mean.
1: It's it's the perks, right? Like, if I go through it, then I can at least – she knows what what she's getting herself into. Like, there are younger people that will come and talk to me and be like, why? I had a conversation with someone that we went to college with, and he – he messaged me out of the blue like i haven't talked to this kid in i think a month or two and he's like why did you do your master's degree and i i think i sent him a good list of like why and i was just like i was like i don't even like sometimes think about it like why I did it. i kind of just did it but then like he really like he listened to some of this and it, like i said some of the pros and the cons and like there are pros and cons to everything you do like there are pros and cons to every friendship there's pros and cons to things you life honestly there's pros and cons (laughs) like the life is a pros and cons like i i always try to emphasize pros and cons lists are not bad people always state that they're bad but they're not it kind of just emphasizes what's good and what's bad and and it's very logical it's like straight logical thinking because i'm a very logical person i'm not a as my mom hates the phrase but i'm going to use it. think outside the box thinker that's not me that I just don't. I like to just think first uh, step by step. I think that's also our major. Being a supply chain major, everything's process oriented. So you like to break it down logically to see what makes sense, even though there's definitely some thinking outside the box that happens.
0: Okay. I have a question. Why does your mom hate the phrase think outside the box? (laughs) uh,
1: I think she thinks it's not a thing because she thinks... (laughs) My mom's a very logical person. So keep in mind, my parents are both immigrants to this country. If I think, given the story, I think I might have said in episode one, they came here to the United States with $200 and two suitcases. My mom and dad have worked hard for every single thing they've achieved in life. And they've always looked at things literally. And sometimes my mom has gotten to the point where she doesn't think there's an outside the box philosophy. It's always straightforward thinking. There's no, you can't go, you can't beat around the bush. That's how she looks at it. You have to hit it straight on. You can't just take the 30 steps to get to where you would have thought it literally. So she doesn't think thinking outside the box, which is beating around the bush helps you to like in any regard, she doesn't think it helps you. And she doesn't think it's a factual way to think in life, which is it's opinionated, of course, <laughs> but we are all of opinions on this podcast. So I have to respect the, po- respect her thinking at that point. <laughs>
0: That's an interesting take on that though. Like you, definitely interesting to see that that opinion and you know we're very well opinionated here so (laughs) I mean (laughs) I like to hear the opinions if you have any opinions on the phrase think outside the box let us know is it real or not that's actually really interesting though
1: yeah that's a maybe that's a future episode we can talk about that phrase break it down We'll, we'll talk about it a little more that's a phrase that I feel is overused but no one has an actual meaning for it if you really realistically think about it, is there an actual definition for it because people outside. use it in their lingo like we have uh shortcuts when we text i feel like it's one of those shortcuts that we use in life <laughs> so <laughs> what's the, i honestly don't know what the real definition is for thinking outside the box you could use it literally in any facet of life
0: <laughs> i know and it's like <laughs> is thinking outside the box maybe we shouldn't get into this this is a tangent we could go down for a while
1: maybe we'll talk about we'll talk about it in the future that's the goal we'll talk about that in a future episode
0: let's put it in the save for later box (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right
1: okay we can have one of these uh would you have any advice you'd give to someone wanting to build another source of income I know who asked this question, so I think he knows very well what I would say in this aspect, but I'll, I'll detail it for everyone. So there's always the concept of having a passive income, another, si- another set of income, like another job, like a, anything that you work on the side, or an entrepreneurship business. I'd say right now what me and Jenny are doing, I'd say this is entrepreneurship at its finest, of course. This is something that we're doing together, and it's entrepreneurship. <laughs> it's unique.
0: Step one of entrepreneurship. We're going to keep, this is just the beginning of the ball rolling. Of course to interject, but continue.
1: That's always the, I always say entrepreneurship is a great way for you to enjoy what you do. You come up with the idea and you run with it. Like that's always the big one. That's another way of making income. We're not making income on this more followers. We get hopefully the more people we hear, listen, it grows, it becomes a movement. That's the goal, right? That's what we want it to happen. If it doesn't, we're just gonna enjoy what we do. That's just how it does. Passive income, you can do stock trading or in the phrase I call it, people have gotten to the phrase of using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency trading. I'm not a big fan of it as a finance major. Uh, If you wanna figure out a financial analysis behind it and come argue with me, go ahead, but I'm not a big proponent of it. And then there's also like other avenues, there's real estate, there's like, I know there's Amazon, like Amazon does that. Uh, you can be like a mid tier seller. You can like be a deliverer for packages. You can do like third party, like help for certain companies. That's another passive income. Like there's so many, you just, you could literally put it in Google, how to make passive income. And there'll be at least 50, 60 different opportunities. or get a second job. Honestly, like I think in college, I was working full-time, Jenny knows, and I still also worked a second job. I think even she was doing that for some points. She would work an internship and also work at the Annex on campus. Like, she spent the time doing that. Like, it's possible. It's all what you put your mind towards, the amount of effort you put towards it. Those are ways to make more income, I would say, unless Jenny's got more.
0: Um, no, because you hit basically all the points. But I'm just going to say is I think what I would say is that it comes down to your willingness to work and to make that happen because even with a passive income you know that that's work to make happen and Adarsh and I were both working two jobs at once while still going to school full-time so and it was because of our commitment to wanting to be better to to be safe in terms of our financial position now granted we were safe in terms of college where we could afford booze for the week it wasn't like it wasn't anything crazy um well and rent cuz we could live yeah. in our apartments but it was it's more of a are you willing to put in the work it takes to make that extra income and and i'm going to say i know you said that <laughs> have people put together a little financial report or whatever the <laughs> fuck it is i'm not a big finance person so don't come argue with me But if you try to argue with a on this, good luck. Because I don't know. (laughs) I think I've beaten him in an argument maybe like a few times. Just like only a handful of times. And I think it's just because like, you know, I don't like to be wrong. But this man does not lose
1: arguments. (laughs) Hey. Hey, I just come with a very, honestly, I could have been a lawyer. Honestly, sometimes I really wish I went for a JD MBA. But I'd rather not deal with the stress of being law. But I could argue for days. (laughs)
0: <laughs> True, definitely. I think we both would have been really fun lawyers. You would have been like the really serious one, and I've been like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm like, "So were you there? Or were you out there?" Like, it's not that hard of a <laughs>
1: no. I mean, it, oh. it's, it's life choices, right? That's like the big thing. I think we can go. I feel like number two. This was a good question. I saw this, and I was like, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, what are those characteristics? of a friend, you value and knowing who to keep in your social circle as it gets smaller. I think we talked a lot about it, but this also kind of ties into like how to adjust to life after college. Those characteristics are going to be in college and after college, like those are things are not going to change. But also, you need to know those characteristics when you're adjusting to life after college. What do you look for in people? Like for me, it's presence in life, it's communication. Like, if you can't communicate with me, like, what's going on, it's going to be hard for you to be my friend. And my friends all know that. Like, I, the big thing for me is if you don't communicate, I will ask you out of my life real quick. <laughs> it is not very hard. Like, it's really important to communicate with whoever you're talking to. Yeah, do we have moments? Yeah, we do. I talked to my cousin today even about communication. She she admitted willingly, like, the last three months, she just is starting a new role next next week. She just would, someone would text her at 7 p.m. She'd respond the next day at 4 p.m. People go through things. You have to understand that. But communication is always important. Just say, hey, like I'm going through something. If you even say that to any of your friends, I'd hope they're good enough for them to understand. Like they will leave you be and you'll reach out to them when you need. Those are the two big ones for me. I'd say the last one is, I'd say be open. Just like open to anything because people are unique. Like I'm introverted in nature, but like I'm also extroverted. Like I have a mix of both and like, I'm open to big booty. Judy's the extrovert. I will say he is an extrovert hundred percent. And then I have friends that are introverts like the other end of the spectrum. I love having both because it brings you a good dynamic because that's what your friend circle should be, especially after college. These are people you rely on. And these are the people that you want to share your success, your successes your downfalls everything from a to c that's what you want to spread with i know jenny's got another spectrum of things too that would be different
0: <laughs> well i'm gonna say i think definitely variety in who you surround yourself with because if you surround yourself with the same people all the time like sometimes you can be complacent and that's not good so um variety in your friendships is important trust is a huge thing you know i've I've opened myself up to certain friends and just been like kind of shit through, had that shit thrown back in my face. You know, it's just like, okay, well then I don't want to open up to people anymore, but then I do because I'm just fucking big softy sometimes. Not really. I mean, may, I'm I'm nice on the inside. I'm just a bitch on the outside. And <laughs> um, so I think trust is important. Like building that up with a friend that you know, won't try to hurt you with what you tell them in the end. Um, Someone who's going to push you to be better as well, you know, and I know some friends who only care about being with the in crowd or being the cool friend or being, you know, even people I work with going out and getting a drink every weekend and being the life of the social party, you know, those people, it's great for one end, but I also want people are going to motivate me and if that person is really only trying to tap into my bad side of like trying to get me in trouble is that something I want around so I think um you know it's really important to differentiate who's going to make you better you know if you're introverted and that social life aspect is what you want to be better at well then yeah that's what you're going to need but I think I think Darsh hit on it with communication and and openness and, and everything like that. So honesty, trust, communication, kind of everything. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it's just it's what what is important to you? What do you value? And that will definitely help you determine your friendships in the end.
1: Definitely. I agree with all the things you said too. I think those hit on things that even I agree to. I just don't think of those are not the first things I come come to mind. Everyone has their sets. Every personality is going to be different. Like, don't take what we say and like, just look for that. There are things you have to identify what's important to you. Because I know everyone's got their important things in life. Don't just take the six things we just gave you and say, these are the six that I look for in everybody. Because our friendship's unique. Every friendship is unique. Like, you have to look for what you find important in people.
0: Exactly, exactly. This is just from what we've experienced. It's not like a this is written and this is what you should do like just go find your people like i said find what you value find what matters to you and go find your people
1: i think i saw a picture i think there's a meme like uh if you ever watch the show on nickelodeon nets declassified like it's the school survival guide there's a meme I love for, that show. it's a meme for the uh, uh where's the adult survival guide there is no such thing the school survival guide yeah Is it a thing? Yeah, a little bit. But every school is different. Every community is different. The same thing for adults. It's going to be different. Every person's experience is going to be unique. But you can take the high-level, 500-foot-level impacts from those and implement that into your life and find ways to inject it because not everything is going to be applicable (laughs) because everyone's situation is different.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
1: So yeah, no. that nice.
0: well done Adarsh. This is this is just such an informational, nice session for everybody. Yeah. And if you disagree with us, let us know. And we'll come fight you. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I won't.
1: <laughs> we can't. are open so to criticism. Go. I'm open to dialogue. Give me more questions. We will answer them. I'm very open to have those conversations because we take any questions. I know there's a lot going on in the world now. Like I can't even imagine I had a great conversation just learning about like things I didn't even see like just going on in the world because there's so much to report. And like fun fact about media, they only report the stories they want you to see. It's not everything. There's a lot going on in the world. If you, like, if you don't know, like, I think it was as of yesterday, like they reported the amount of people that were injured in Haiti. That's going on in the world. Do we report that? No. What does the headline news talk about? The infrastructure bill that goes through the government. Cool. But we're not talking about the people that are dying and losing their homes in Haiti. So, like, be informative. Understand what's going on in the world. That helps you get better perspective, too. Damn,
0: that was deep. That was, that
1: was really so deep. deep. That, that felt good. <laughs> it felt good, though, to say it. It's, it's something that's been on my mind. So it's something that I was like, really? Like, why is it not on headline news that... I don't even know. It's, like, thousands of people that are just in the hospital, displaced. They don't even know the outgoing numbers. Like, that's insane to me. Like, you wouldn't expect that in, the world, like, the U.S. Like, we're privileged to have emergency services and other, like, opportunities. So, like, yeah. it's unique.
0: Definitely, definitely. Get informed, people. Gosh. <laughs> Get informed. And then Please. share us anything you want to share with us.
1: Okay. Yeah. Give us facts. We'll talk about because I honestly like if you share if you send me a, send us a story that says something like that I'd be interested in reading it cuz like it's unique. Like it's something that we might not see cuz if you understand the basis of social media. I think there's a film, Kenny, we watched it. Uh or are you we we both watched it. We didn't watch it together. I think it's The Social Dilemma talking about how apps like track you and like the way it's on Netflix, I think. It talks about like how like app users and like how different social media apps, how they target different kinds of media towards the way you look at things. And like honestly, sometimes they're great using Snapchat sometimes for this. <laughs> but it like targets your media, what you see. Like it wants you to psychologically build a profile on what you look at and the way you think. But yeah. you open to everything. Like that's that's the use of social media also a I think uh, shout out to a professor that made us put our phone away for like two days <laughs> in college. I didn't that.
0: have that professor. I wanted that professor, but I didn't even get it for that class because I know it was one of the classes.
1: Yeah, I had them. Um, that was fun. Honestly, it, like made you rethink like how you use your phone. Like that is a whole different prerogative on like how much our generation, like any any generation nowadays, is like so addicted to have the phone on them. Thirty twenty-four by seven. I was about to say thirty-four. Jesus Christ. There's not thirty-four <laughs> hours in the day. I wish there was though.
0: <laughs> I would take those hours and sleep. That would be nice.
1: <laughs> exactly. That would be so, nice. I would be so
0: nice. Let's talk about this next time because I feel like this is gonna be really this is gonna be a really interesting topic. So if you have any comments about, you know, um being on your phone 24-7, because I am kind of addicted to my phone. I've definitely gotten better since I started working. But, you know, if you have any comments on, like, um, The Social Dilemma, if you've seen it, you know, share your opinions. We'll talk about them. And uh, and I want to hear more about Adarsh's experience with the not having his phone for two days because I think I would, like, cry all the time. Oh,
1: I definitely did. I think I definitely
0: <laughs> did. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I think we should talk about that next time. Yep. So, again, share your comments, anything you, you have on that, and we'll be happy to talk about them. And I feel like we're coming up to the end here. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, they didn't answer my question or like, what the hell? Jenny and Darish, y'all are failing me. Leave a, a comment, you know, give us anything at all. Send us and what is it? Send us an email?
1: Yeah, it's right, right now email. Happened? I think it's an email. So thfmmp at com. We are going to get an Instagram soon. I promise that. That'll make it a lot easier for you guys to, actually send it to us like it will make it yeah,
0: we, we have to be difficult guys gosh
1: yeah okay. we're making you be old-fashioned use a email account and send me an email so i know who you are
0: oh please we could literally make them handwrite too that would be funny oh yeah
1: send them to jenny's apartment don't send them to my hey, place
0: no <laughs> do not send them to my apartment <laughs> do not send them to my apartment
1: I'm anyway
0: kidding.
1: <laughs> i'm kidding we're not sharing addresses heck no no
0: y'all aren't getting it okay <laughs> All right. So I'm going to wrap up here with just like a little bit of a national news for you about what's going on, some places here. And, and I'm going to tell Darsh that we have to maybe go visit some of them when he gets here. <laughs> so the first one I'm going to talk about is the Pinewood Social. The Pinewood Social is this cute little... It's just like an everything kind of place. There's like a coffee bar, there's an actual bar, there's a restaurant, it's like a restaurant too, so you can order food. It has a bowling alley, and it has a swimming pool. It also has, I think, what is that called? Um, oh my gosh, what is it? Is it like when you throw, is it bocce ball? Is that what it is? You
1: Where throw you have a like silver order? ball, and then you yeah. throw the ball to bocce ball,
0: yeah. Yeah, and you guys throw the big balls by yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have bocce ball. Jenny won against her other coworkers. <laughs> as if I would lose come on guys let's be real here I don't lose (laughs) so definitely love a place had some really good drinks um I have the Froze, which is like a frozen rosé and a little bit of other stuff in there oh so so good I am definitely going back for coffee there was people actually doing work while they were there and I was like I would not be able to I would be too tempted to go bowling or get a drink that I wouldn't be able to actually do work like it's a brilliant plan but again I wouldn't be able to do it but I love it there it's so cute definitely recommend it if you want just like a cute little place to visit um I know it's hard I think it's hard to get like seating because like sometimes they reserve out like the bowling alley like weeks in advance but they do have a couple little booths um definitely recommend trying it out even if if you're going with friends or or even the family I mean heck you could go with the family but (laughs) Definitely, like, a young adult's fun little space. So, love it. The other one I want to mention is, okay, so I don't know which one I'm about, I want to talk about because I want to do a couple because, like, brunch is so good. So, I went to, like, three brunch places already. So, <laughs> brunch and Jenny just makes sense. Come on, drinking in the morning, all of my college people will understand. <laughs> It's still acceptable to drink in the morning post college for brunch. It's just fancier now, <laughs> and yeah, it's fair. See, you get it. You get it. Um, okay, so I went to this little place called North Italia. It's a little outside of Nashville, like Green Mills or Green Hills, something area. I don't know. I remember the name? I just put it in GPS and call it a day. Um, it's so good. They have these fried potatoes that were like scooped with an ice cream so it was like hash browns that were scooped with an ice cream scoop and fried so like little balls of potato so freaking good oh my gosh i I would go back every day for those damn potatoes and I'd be so fat, but I don't <laughs> care. Like it's so freaking good. And then their drinks, man, they overpour that they overpour in drinks because right? I was feeling it after one and I was like, no, we gotta go walk around because it's like in the mall. So we walked around the mall and then we did some drunk shopping. And then I sobered up enough and we went home. But like my like, God, it was so freaking good. Oh, definitely recommend North Italia it's a brunch place but also you can get lunch and dinner there same um and I think Pinewood Social is just is like all as well so definitely recommend those two places I'm gonna give the Pinewood Social like um I would say maybe like a 7.58 out of 10 no I would say like eight eight 8.5 I don't know I went 7.5. Okay. I'll say 8, 8.5, just because the service was a little like, mm. I went with some work friends and we were between two tables and they gave the other table the better food and we were all really mad. Just for that reason, I'm giving, I'm going to knock them a little bit. But the drinks were so good. And then North Italia, oh my God, those damn potatoes. I think I have to give it a nine. I think I have to give it a nine. The fact that I was kind of tipsy after one drink is just not the best. <laughs> But those potatoes, oh, so good. All right, that's my little spiel. I feel like I've talked enough to like get you guys to be like, shut the fuck up, Jenny. We get it, okay? (laughs) So I'm gonna pass it over to Adarsh for any last comments and a signing off
1: yeah well we appreciate you guys listening of course hit the follow button we enjoy getting followers i think we're at a measly five so we're trying to grow our podcast The follow always follow helps.
0: us i know there's <laughs> people that listen that didn't follow come on don't be wieners
1: we we appreciate the support i know some of my friends they sent questions we appreciate you guys sending questions today that honestly helps steer our conversation for the day There were some really good questions we hope we answer them if we did it send me a message. I will try to answer them in the next one. We will have a Q and A section for it so that we answer them. But I think we answered all of them. If you have any questions for future podcasts, I know we're trying to do this on a weekly basis, but we have our lives. So we will do our best to get podcasts out there. So until then send questions to our Gmail account, old fashioned, of course, thfmmp at gmail.com. Of course, we'll have to do that till we get an Instagram going, but send them there. We appreciate you guys for listening and we're signing off. So have a good rest of your night or day wherever you are at in the world. (laughs)